this episode of Corona Bloody Virus Extraordinary Episodes, I'm not sure when I'm going to pack that in. I suppose it depends when we all finally get exactly back to normal. Will that ever happen? The guest anyway is Tasha Grant from Flavorlight Fancy, which is, well, sounds like an amazing shop that I've not had time to visit just yet uh, in Meanwood. She is an independent gift shop and she supports local artists and local makers and she comes to tell me all about it and how she's coping with it all during lockdown. Have a listen. Welcome to another Corona Bloody Virus Extraordinary episode of the Light on Leeds podcast where today I have Tasha Grant from Flavour Light Fancy. Hello Tasha. Hiya. <laughs> nice to see you. I'm okay, a little bit rained in. I know. Oh. Missing the sun. <laughs> me too. Let's so Tasha, let's hope it comes back that sun. Uh, Geraldine from Lawn uh, mentioned you and uh, Flavour Light Fancy and I'm pretty sure some previous guests have also mentioned you so can you just explain for us what is Flavour Light Fancy? Sure, so um, Flavour Light Fancy is an independent gift shop uh, which I opened in July of 2019 Um, so we're based in Meanwood and we support um, local makers um, but we also stock a lot of different um, items, anything from like ceramics to jewellery to prints. I suppose the main focus is finding items that are quite unique and colourful as I kind of wanted to create quite a vibrant, colourful aesthetic because that was something I thought that was missing in kind of the shop-based independent scene, Mm -hmm. as it were. And how did you get started with it all? Did you, did you, are you from Leeds? Did you study in Leeds? No, so um, I'm actually from London. Um, I moved up to these in 2016 and um, I make jewellery under the name of Lou Moon and it was kind of through going to craft fairs and markets and things that I started to meet a lot of makers and I found that the energy and the kind of vibrancy that I was seeing at these fairs that got me really excited about um, things that were being created wasn't quite being transferred um, into shops as much as I as I would have liked. Um, So I come from an account management background, um, something that I've been doing since I was Oh, for like about six years prior, and uh, which, which is something that I continued doing as my sort of main job while I was in Leeds. Um, and then I kind of just decided that I'd had enough. <laughs> I just wanted to do something that was more creative and focused on, you know, this thing that I was doing where I was coming home and like immediately jumping into making jewellery and, you know, kind of going to sort of night fairs and things. And I... Yeah. I just decided, you know what, I think it's time to have a bit of a career change. And if it doesn't work, we go back. I don't know. Um, And yeah, so that's how kind of the cogs for Flavour Like Fancy started to be developed, really. Um, And it was kind of like a weird whirlwind from, I think it was like back in February uh, 2019, where I was like, I need to do this. I I really, really need to do this. And by that point, I'd spoken to a few people. They kind of had a similar viewpoint to me. about there not being that same kind of all that those same makers being in the shop yeah um so i kind of just started researching and speaking to people so in addition to doing these markets it was also also got to a point where i was like so what do you think about this yeah <laughs> uh, i'm thinking about opening the shop do you what do you think and i was quite surprised the amount of people that not only agreed but definitely saw it as something they wanted to be part of and 
Yeah. Yeah, because I suppose from a maker's perspective, it's nice to have a place where, you know, like you say, you've got these, you know, your markets and craft markets and things like that, but to have a space where your things are always on display must be very useful. Yeah, definitely. And just somewhere that, like, local people know that they can come back and, you know, find that thing. Because often at fairs, I mean, we all kind of do it, I guess, where you see something and, you know, you you get so overwhelmed by wanting everything in the space. Mm -hmm. And you leave and you think, oh, I wish I just got that thing. So just to have that space where you know you can go back and it's going to be there is just... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. And when did you start making jewellery yourself? Um, I started in uh, 2015. Um, so I make jewellery um, using polymer clay mostly. Um, and it's quite, I guess, uh, unique, I, like quite fun things. Yeah. I mean, um, I've kind of found that I have a bit of an obsession with food as most of the subject matter surrounds around anything from fried egg earrings to... Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's so many things. Um, there's a lot of eggs, actually. In fact, um, <laughs> the latest uh, batch of things. Uh, lots and lots of eggs, avocados, and just like KitchenAid necklaces. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's just like quite a nice, fun thing for me to do. And I find it really therapeutic. Like if I'd had a quite a stressful day, which is how it kind of started, really, at my job. And I'd come home and I'd just be able to you know crack out like some like little cake studs or something it just yeah really happy I guess and then I started to realize that more people you know wanted to were quite interested in what I was doing and also wanted to buy them and I thought okay let's see how this goes oh so was it quite a scary thing setting up a business I mean turning your hobby into a business can be quite a, a big move can't it yeah, definitely. I mean, it was it was really hard, but at that point, I decided that I definitely wanted a career change. So it was kind of like I either stay doing something that, you know, I, I've done for so long, but my heart's just not in it anymore. Mm. Or I try something different and it does reflect, you know, my interests. So it was kind of like a, a, weird, a weird mix between being ridiculously excited about the prospect of change versus doing something that helps the creative community and just allows me to do something fun for a change um so yeah mixed bag of emotions but definitely the thing that pushed me on to do it was just the feeling that it could work yeah and i mean before all of the the big lockdown mess that we're in was everything going great? Were you, you know, you still enjoying working in the shop and meeting new people? Yeah, I absolutely love it. Like, I absolutely love it. It's, you know, from the day that I opened, I mean, there's been a lot to learn. Like, I'd um, done many, 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 many <laughs> retail jobs previously. So, um, you know, I, I was no stranger to the environment. Um, but, in terms of having working somewhere and having your own business, that was very, very. Uh, I guess it was it was quite an interesting like pro- progress for me. Like in terms of like, um, I don't know, just kind of learning, and it's still something that I am actively learning about as I as I kind of go along, and that's really fun. But when you're passionate about something, it makes it a lot easier. Um, so. I don't know. It's I, I, it's 
it's just it's just great it's just it's just a really it's yeah it's it's the best move that I've made in my life definitely. oh brilliant so you, you don't you don't look back from that big jump and sort of have any regrets you think you did exactly the right thing absolutely not like <laughs> no I mean like it's there's been definite struggles along the way and there's been a lot to learn like in terms of financials and managing things and you know just kind of you know exploring what works and what doesn't work in the shop you know because it's kind of like an internal battle between you know me keeping the aesthetic that I really wanted and then also responding to what customers like and what and what sales data is saying um so that's been quite interesting but um it's been really nice at the same time to kind of learn who your customers are and um, kind of work it from there. And the good thing is that we're, we're in tune, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> and why did you choose Meanwood particularly? Is that, is that near where you live or were there other reasons? Yeah, so um, I moved to Meanwood in uh, 2018. Yeah, 2018. Um, and it's an area that's just full of independence um, and everyone is like really really nice and really supportive it just has a really lovely community feel you know I've attended workshops in, in various spaces and I kind of really felt like this sort of creative energy from the area and um, also uh, it would mean that <laughs> I could work two minutes away from my house <laughs> um, so I kind of came upon a space after a conversation with another business owner uh, when I was kind of like flexing the idea Um, and it was mentioned that this space might be available and I sort of jumped on it really Um, because it wasn't actually being advertised at the time Um, and I, I just can't it just all happened so quickly it was sort of like yep yep yeah you can have it okay well this is really happening like in the space of between so February 2019 until uh I think I signed in May it was just a total whirlwind yeah I can imagine yeah it all became real very quickly very very quickly yeah (laughs) do you think as well that I know you were saying the thing about um it's nice for customers to come back and know that products are there um Do you think there's something to be said as well about, I mean, obviously there's a lot of um, websites where you can go and buy people's amazing crafts. Do you think there's something about being able to go into a shop and actually see the thing in real life and sort of feel it and touch it and hold it? Yeah, definitely. Like, this is one thing, like, for me about lockdown, actually. Like, I realise I'm quite a physical person. Like, I like to be able to be in a space. I mean, when I was thinking of the idea, you know, friends and family said to me, well, why don't you do this online? And I just think there is something so personable in being able to go into a shop and, you know, kind of have a conversation with somebody about the product, especially because, you know, the items that I source are from local makers. So just being able to have that background, that information on kind of, you know, who the maker is, you know, the fact that they live in the sort of, in the local area and you know kind of that insight that you don't actually get when you shop online I think it's just priceless yeah I agree and do you think that do you find do you find makers or do makers come to you with their work how does it happen um it's a mixture actually so in the beginning it was very much me kind of going out there and thinking about the people that I had bought from and that I think would really work for what I was trying to create and then I guess 
through word of mouth and makers speaking to other people and such um i just got like rows and rows of people um coming to me and that's something like now that i'm still fortunate to to be getting so a lot of people that i find um have mainly been through or, or find me have mostly been through social to be honest like instagram is kind of i would say probably makes up 80 percent of how i do find makers really 80 yeah. percent yeah because you see lots of stuff on on instagram day lots of great That's things it. it's so visual so you know you see something you know you follow certain tags um you know it's you find a maker that you like and you know who are they following and what are they liking and things so i don't know it's just really it's just really responsive and it's really easy to, to sort of use and navigate in terms of finding what you want especially if i'm looking for a new product type to introduce um yeah. instagram to be honest would be my first kind of portal yeah, I suppose I could see that, yeah. And like you say, you can follow tags and things like that. And if you're into somebody, you can follow them. And I suppose as well with Instagram, it's quite good because you get suggestions. If you like a certain kind of thing, it'll sort of lead you towards other people similar. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So during so when, when sort of the big lockdown happened and you had to close your lovely shop, that must have been really difficult for you. How did you, how did you feel and how did you cope with all of that? I was pretty stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I think it wasn't so much about um, what was happening at the time for me, like in terms of having to close because I I was, you know, that was something that I had accepted and I knew that it needed to happen for the safety yeah. of the public. Um, but it was more just worrying about the future. And, you know, even now it's something that it still plays on my mind. It's like, okay, what is it going to be like? What is buying behaviour going to be like? You know, are people going to still want to come to shops? You know, and mm. I think it's just the fear. So over the last, like, three three months or so, I've really had to kind of, you know, unteach myself, you know, just kind of worrying. Yeah. What will be and mm. just kind of focus on the now. It's really difficult, isn't it? It's definitely it's definitely one of the things that I found most difficult about lockdown is the not knowing. Yeah. Like I, f- I felt like I felt like my constant refrain this year is we'll just have to wait and see because you know like that's in in terms of my job, in terms of seeing family. Yeah, it's that I think, and I think that could be one of the most difficult things, especially for the kind of person who likes to sort of plan ahead. Yeah. So, um, have you managed? Have you still been sort of um, promoting your business and things whilst um, you've not been able to actively be there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have um, a website uh, which it, an e-commerce website, so people can um, buy things from the shop. On. Right. Um, I've still been sort of contacting makers and um, creating blogs and things because I thought it would be a good opportunity to share more about the people that stock within the shop and just even just share nice things that people nice and positive things that people are doing yeah being in lockdown and that's something that's really kept me going just seeing people being able to expand you know their kind of I don't know their mediums really like yeah I've seen a lot of people doing like lino printing and risographs and um just knitting and embroidery and things that otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to do that and just kind of for myself as well you know I've been able to sort of use the time sort of all this newfound time to like not have to worry so much about you know um I guess 
just the shop and kind of explore more about myself and you know that's kind of thrown me into baking which otherwise uh, I used to totally suck at and now <laughs> it's not so bad <laughs> you're getting better something edible so that <laughs> <laughs> oh lovely um so yeah in the lockdown period you've managed to sort of keep yourself quite creative yeah, definitely. I've made some new bits and pieces um, for Loon Moon. Um, I've just been able to kind of think about the direction that I wanted to take for the shop, which has been great because sometimes when you're really in something, I find it quite hard to be able to to plan in such a way. So just being able to take a step back and yeah. have the sort of space to think about stuff has been really good for knowing what I want to do yeah because I think you can sometimes just feel like you're just fighting fire can't you in in sort of day-to-day normal life so it's nice to be able to have a little bit of time to stand back and take stock exactly so when we're thinking about you opening up your shop again which um I'm not sure when this episode goes out but basically it's going to be what what would you say the, the the third week in June yeah, so um, it should be uh, the week of the 15th. Um, yeah. So I should be open from the Wednesday um, of that week. So what's that? The 18th. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm so I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can't wait. And, and how difficult has it been? I mean, do you, do you get much guidance from the government and things about, or does it come from the council, about how you need to sort of operate in a different way? I To be honest, I mean, I found the kind of instruction quite you know wishy-washy mm-hmm. really it's it's not particularly clear well that, that's that's tended to be the theme throughout the whole thing isn't it really well yeah exactly <laughs> um so I think it's quite been quite good for me to speak to other people within the area and just other gift shops locally um I've been in contact with and found out what they're doing and how yeah. they're structuring um you know kind of the rules around their business and things so that's definitely been beneficial but I think that's that's kind of been it it's just sort of like well what are you doing (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so have you had to make a lot of changes um not too many so far I mean I think I'll definitely introduce like a one-way system I mean the space isn't huge I think it's it's only 250 square foot Mm -hmm. um so yeah introducing a one-way system and then just kind of yeah having a maximum of two people in the shop at a time kind of thing and because it's a relatively small space I think it should be quite easy to manage yeah yeah it should be shouldn't it I'm not too worried about about that side of things but it'll feel lovely for you opening the door again and sort of open the door to the public and actually getting to see people honestly can't wait like occasionally I am pop into the shop um to you know manage orders and things so I try to do that like a couple times a week anyway and because there's so much more people you know who would have otherwise been at work you know there's been a lot of people sort of coming to the window or just sort of asking me through the glass like what is this what do you do (laughs) so that's been really nice oh excellent um, so even though you're not originally from Leeds, you've been living here long enough, I think, to answer these questions. Yeah. So the first one I'll ask you is, what do you think is great about the city of Leeds? Oh, just the abundance of makers. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people do see London as a kind of, you know, creative epicentre, but it's really... Um, disjointed I find in terms of creativity and there's not a lot of not a great sense of community because it's so big right. and these from the 
time that I came here, you know, I was able to easily navigate my way around creative groups. There's so many different things that are going on that sort that, you know, covers a variety of tastes. And I've actually, I feel like I've done more since I've been here. Yeah. Sort of exploring, you know, workshops and, you know, kind of getting to know different mediums and meeting uh, and getting involved in community groups. And in London, I just didn't really as much. So, yeah. That's a, nice, that's a nice great, yeah. And what would you say is something that, that you would think is not so great about the city? Um, the transport. <laughs> Comes up quite a lot. <laughs> so, I... Being from London, I don't drive. I mean, this is something that I'm actively working on, on slash was actively working on before lockdown because I've sort of realised, like, three, almost four years in, like, hmm, <laughs> need a car. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've had to rely on public transport quite a lot. And luckily for the shop, with it being two minutes away, um, I haven't had to worry about it on a daily basis. Yeah. When I do, it's uh, painful. <laughs> yes, I, I completely agree with you there. <laughs> um, and if somebody had been a long-term resident of Leeds... Would you be able to tell them about something that you would consider to be a hidden gem that they might never have heard of? Oh, my God. So being in Meanwood, um, there's the Meanwood Valley Trail. And I guess a lot of people locally will, of course, they'll, they'll know that it exists. But it's just an amazing, it's amazing spot. I mean, it's, it's so... As a walk, it's so you can go. It can take you into Ilkley um, if you so wish to travel that far. <laughs> um, but it's just so nice. Um, it's just it's like a mixture of kind of open spaces, like really open spaces, and then just like there's beautiful houses and things. Um, it's just and you know, kind of like it's very idyllic in the sense that you know, wild garlic and um, elderflower grow. And I don't know, and there's also like farmyard animals as well. In <laughs> so I've definitely been utilizing uh, on sunnier days, like walking around there more during lockdown. Um, yeah, I've done a small part of it. Yeah, it's, it is beautiful. And also, I think what's nice about it is, like you say, it goes through so many different sort of environments, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really nice, really nice to go on that one. Maybe not today, though, on such a yeah, rainy maybe day. Not today. I'm just, you know, <laughs> brave and have wellies and things, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming along and speaking to me today, Tasha. I really hope that everything goes amazingly well for Flavour Like Fancy. Um, I'll be putting links to your all your social media um, and where you are so that people can come along and have a look and, and hopefully buy some of these amazing pieces of art that people have been making. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much. And enjoy the rest of your day. I will do. You too. I really enjoyed talking to Tasha Grant from Flavour Like Fancy. Um, I know that she set up yesterday, which was Thursday the 18th of June. She managed to get reopened. So I'm sending her all the best of luck. And when I feel safe enough to travel, I'll definitely get there and have a look. The song this week was sent to me by Carmen McLean um, and it's called Slow Down. It's a really beautiful tune and it really seems to resonate with everything that's going on at the minute. Stay safe everybody, keep your hands clean, wear your face mask. See you soon, bye bye. Slow down, 
Gotta slow down.